Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about some practical steps to stop sinning. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about how we stop sin in our lives. That's a question each and every believer has had to confront, and that reality should be a comfort to us. We are not going through anything someone else hasn't. But it's also a little heartbreaking. Everyone we know fought this battle every day of their lives. Paul said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me in Philippians 3.12. Paul fought this good fight every day of his life. Jesus taught us to pray daily that we can be forgiven our debts in Matthew 6.12. Sin is there lurking around the corner. And when we become Christians, we are washed, we're cleansed, we're given the tools to kill sin. But that doesn't mean sin picks up its ball and goes home. It remains. It waits for the right moment to slip back into our lives. And sometimes it even wins. That was true for Paul. It's true for me. And it's true for you too. But the presence of sin does not mean we are allowed to be complacent to it. It means every day we wake up to continue the fight against it. Romans 8, 13 says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And Colossians 3, 5 says, therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived with them. You know, this is not optional. This is a war that we have to fight whether we like it or not. Either sin dies or I die. I either stop sinning or I will be once again an object of wrath. I've got a sword in my hand, the word of God, and I can swing it where sin is going to swing at me. So today we're going to look at what that sword swing looks like. If I am in a daily war against sin, what do I need to do when I wake up? Really? So what are the practical steps we can take today? First, we need to internalize that something has truly changed in us. Romans 6 says that this is the direct answer to if we should continue sinning once we become Christians. Paul writes, clearly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many as of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall also walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. When we were baptized into Christ, we were baptized into his death. We died to sin. So the first practical step to stop sinning is just to realize we're different now. We don't have to fall back into our old patterns and sin. That's liberating in itself. For example, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump 
since you are truly unleavened. Act differently because you are. We are a changed people, and every morning we need to remind ourselves of that so that we can confidently live differently. Second, remember God does not require our fight against sin to be hand-to-hand combat. Maybe this is more like a war or a siege where you defend the walls from above. You know, sometimes we get it through our head that we have to lower ourselves into the mud to prove that we aren't dirty. Well, we just walk into tempting situations so that we can resist temptation. That's just foolish. This life has plenty of temptations and trials on its own without our help. Romans 13, 14, excuse me, says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. When you wake up tomorrow, go through your day and your head and think about what's going to tempt you. Maybe there's something on your agenda that's going to fuel your lust or your greed or or give you an occasion to lie. Commit yourself to act righteously if you can't alter your plans. But if you can make a change, maybe it's just taking a different route to the office or avoiding those friends you normally gossip with. Whatever it is, when you can make a slight change that's going to eliminate the opportunity to sin, do it. it. It really can be that simple. Third, you need to ask for help. You're not going to be able to do this alone. Being alone is what fuels sinful behavior. Being alone lets you justify sin in your own mind. It lets you hide in the shadows, and it gives your flesh the opportunity to take control of your life. So don't let your flesh be alone. Ask for help first from the Spirit and then from other Spirit-filled people. Romans 8, 13, it says, If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. It's by the Spirit that we put to death sin. He shows us how to walk in the light and helps us bear fruit for God. Some of those fruits are specifically listed in Galatians 5.22. So lean on the Spirit for help. Pray to the Father for help and study the word revealed to us by the Spirit. Then, once you have that firm foundation, rooted in the word of God and leaning on God for help in our fight against sin, you need to find a group of spirit-filled people who will fight alongside you. Hebrews uh, 3.13 says, Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Find people who will exhort you every single day so you will not be hardened by sin. Ask for help. Fourth, take time to work on some mental habits every day that refocuses your mind back on God. Romans 8, 5 says to set our minds and live according to the things of the Spirit. Colossians 3, 2 says to set our minds on things above, not on things on the earth. Philippians 4, 8 says to meditate on whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. You'll wake up in the morning and focus on God. Focus on the things of God. And then in the evening, the Bible talks about another mental habit, the confession of our sin in 1 John 1, 9. Jesus said to pray to God for forgiveness for sin in Matthew 6, 12. And we should center our minds on God and on how much we despise sin 
every single day. We should focus on the seriousness of sin every day and our need to be cleansed of it every day. When we are consciously asking God for forgiveness regularly for the sins that we let creep into our lives, when we are reminding ourselves that sin makes us deserving of death and separation from God, that's going to help us understand the next day why it is so important that we keep fighting. Finally, one last short step, but perhaps the most important one. Put in the work. This is a fight. And all fights, they might benefit from strategy, from mental preparedness. But when it comes down to it, you cannot win the fight if you are sitting on the mat thinking about it. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. We have to get our mind right so that we aren't fighting aimlessly, but when it comes down to it, We also have to beat our bodies into submission. Fighting sin takes work, but it's worthwhile work. We fight sin because while the rest of the world is fighting for fame or for money or for power, things that are all going to be gone in a few years, we are fighting for an eternal crown. There is a war worth fighting, and I pray that you'll join me in it today. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down, studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. And I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's YouTube or Facebook or uh, Spotify. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every single day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.